Greetings, everyone. This is Brian Reisman, host of Side Jams, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Please subscribe and follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And also know that it is now available as a video podcast on YouTube. Starting with episode 56, it's video onward, but you can also listen to the audio portion right here. I hope you enjoy this latest episode. Greetings, everyone. This is Brian Reisman, host of Sia Jams, welcoming you to episode 60, featuring Margarita Monet, the vocalist and keyboardist for symphonic metal band Edge of Paradise, and also, she's a painter and sci-fi fan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I think so. Me. Yes, thanks for coming on. I was, I'm, I'm curious because I know, I think somebody said that of, of your recent album that, uh, that it made them think of Frank Herbert and sort of other sci-fi authors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I've always been a fan of sci-fi, but also my dad is a scientist, so I've always been a fan of science and just uh, fascinated with space and technology and just mm-hmm. also everything larger than life, and I kind of put that all together in our music. <laughs> so what kind of science did he study? What is his, what's his discipline? Uh, well, my dad's a, he is more into combustion engineering, chemical engineering, but um, he really branches out into medical and um, even space. And um, growing up, I've always been into astronomy, but I also love to read anything about genetics and um, also about how humanity is evolving, especially with integration of technology and how our future might look like. Um, so, yeah, this still last album is kind of uh, exploring you know the integration of artificial intelligence human mind and uh, just also pushing the boundary of reality because I always say like you know if you give an iPhone to someone I don't know 200 even you know to any yeah. that never experienced technology like that it would be very mind-blowing. It would be like <laughs> seem impossible. So to us, it's just a normal part of life now. So maybe 100 years from now, we can travel through dimensions and it would be totally normal. Yeah, you're a big sci-fi fan. I actually have my, my shirt has uh, little rocket ships on it. I decided uh-huh. I bought that recently. So I figured I should wear this. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting. And uh, and I noticed that in obviously in your videos too, I mean, there's a sci-fi theme in the band's, in your lyrics, in the band's videos, in your painting. It all seems to kind of mix together. Yeah, well, the paintings are always inspired by the songs for me. And mm-hmm. uh, like this new album, it's kind of a continuation of our album Universe. And yeah. uh, with that album, we really kind of established uh, the the theme of the band or, you know, where our story goes and everything, you know, some people even ask if it's a concept album. It's not really a concept album, but we definitely have a concept and it's kind of like defined us. So everything stems from this idea of... Um, exploring everything to do with technology, human, human mind. It's also very personal and it's also mm-hmm. very, there's a lot of soul in it. Um, basically, it's, it's kind of like uh, what we go through, what we feel like 
what we feel through our daily lives, mm-hmm. it's just taken to a bigger, um, you know, taken to kind of a new world, larger than life setting. Yeah, I mean, do you have the... Uh... Well, there's those false idols I call it the Egyptian video. Oh, yeah. You know, and there is the Egyptian theme. But interestingly enough, there is this one bodysuit that you wear that they don't show it a lot because the, the cuts are quick and the camera's moving. But it totally makes me think of Tron. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, was that on purpose? Is that was that the reference? So false idols. So the video, I wanted to kind of show the idea that we, you know, false idols, um, the idea that throughout history and probably, you know, in the future, uh, what makes people follow certain people or certain individuals, even yeah. you know, good or bad? It's just that idea of what makes us follow certain people. So through, I wanted to kind of show it throughout the timeline. So we go to the ancient Egypt, but we're also in the future, and yeah. have that um, you know exploration. Well, there's a lot of similarities, right? It's like humankind keeps going century after century, and you think we've learned something, yeah. <laughs> and we we haven't. And I, you know, and what's interesting too about a lot of your paintings, there's that sci-fi theme. I also sense there's a lot of self-portrait kind of stuff in there. Is that you in a lot of different roles, or is that just how it turns out? You're like, wait. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I don't go in trying to paint myself. I never see them as self-portraits, but <laughs> I think people just assume that just because, yeah, I usually depict a female character. Um, Red hair. And <laughs> but the hair. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is me in, like, different settings, different scenarios, but I don't, I don't make it, I don't try to do that on purpose. Like there's, well, that's definitely not me. Or maybe it's me, you know, the cyborg version of me in the future. Knows. Well, there's one, there's one that, they, that it might, and that one probably doesn't look like you, but there's one with, uh, it looks like a crystal mohawk. It's like sort of cyberpunk and it's got this one with the crystal, you know, the triangle. Yeah, that's feel, the one. Is it, what's the title, what's the title of that one? My Method of Madness. Let's see if I can zoom in. Is that- there's that one. There we go. And there's other one too with the head back. She has the head back looking up. Oh. And uh, there's also that, that it, it looks very punk. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think that's um, uh, Digital Paradise. So they really are. They're all named after your songs. Yeah, oh, the last ones, yeah, because for the last ones, I am making a painting for every song. But, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, I can't. I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, for example, for Believe, we just released a video for yeah. Believe. Um, I did five paintings. So all of them you kind of see in the video, and they sort of tell the story of the song. Um, so there's a collection of five. That this is the main one. The right. Now this is the video where you're also painting one, right? Yeah. So I'm painting. You're it's actually the, the one I'm painting. That's okay. Yeah. And those are all inspired by the same song? Uh, the five, yes. So that's the main one. Then, like, here's one. So because of the lyrics... Um, right there behind you, okay. Yeah, right there. So this one. I'll put it on screen, too, yeah. Yeah, that's also one from the song. So how long do, they, how long do these generally take to paint? Uh, it, it depends 
It depends on each one. So I uh, usually a week, but I don't sit around and like, you know, I usually kind of come back to it. I do a little bit, then I kind of think about it. And the next day, yeah, yeah. come back to it. Yeah. You're not like the tortured artist. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do next? I over it. I'm like, I don't <laughs> like it. So what do you like to paint with? I know you're on canvas, right? Uh, yeah, usually on canvas with acrylic paint. I, I like acrylic because it's very forgiving. Uh, you can paint over it, and uh, if you make a mistake or you, you want to change something, it's very easy to do the changes. Um, so, yeah, I like acrylic paint. What's, uh, what did, did you start with acrylic, or did you try their other types of paint first and experiment to see which ones you um, liked? Yeah, I did, the, I did oil painting before. I also, I mean, oil is definitely probably the best way to go. It's just yeah. way easier with acrylic. So, you know, when I have more time, I would, I'd like to experiment with oil painting more, definitely. Yeah, I know. It's, it definitely is time consuming. And I, I think you only sell, you, you ha, you've sold a number of them. You're selling them online for like $100. I know. Everybody's like, it's too cheap. You should, <laughs> they think you should sell it for more, right? I know. I should. I just, I want everybody to have it. I, I you know, it's, I'm going to, I would have to raise the price soon and, uh, I've been selling a lot of uh, canvas prints of the paintings, but probably for original art because it, it does take me a lot of time. Uh, so I might have to <laughs> raise a, a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, as you've, you've said, you like to share the beauty of art with people. You're not really doing that. You're not doing that aspect of your art for money. I mean, obviously with the band, you want to make some money and be able to go out and tour and sell albums and merchandise. But this is more of a, it's a different kind of passion, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've always, my mom always painted, so I get it from her. Ah. So when did you start painting? Oh, so since I was very little, you know, my parents, my parents always introduced me to all kinds of art and my mom always painted. So I kind of did it with her since I was like five. But, you know, you grow up, you kind of start focusing on other things. Um, so I haven't painted when I went to college, probably, for, mm -hmm. I don't know, number of years. Then when I started doing the band randomly, I... Actually, the artist that created a cover art for one of our CDs, Timo Warris from Germany, he kind of inspired me to start painting a little bit. So I posted something on Facebook that I did and okay. people liked it. And then someone like wanted to buy it. And then more people was like, you know, started asking about it. So I started painting more and then it kind of became part of the band because I started to get inspired by the songs and then the lyrics and then it became a thing <laughs> so. it became that thing I actually want to look at yeah there's a lot I mean you have a lot of different works here mm -hmm. um you know um yeah. you have it, it, there's sci-fi some of them have a sci-fi theme you have pyramids there's also the triangle kind of thing. I don't know if that's also inspired by pyramids because obviously in the new video for Believe you have this dress with like these glass the triangle glass triangles. It, it it actually started. So we our title track The Unknown. Um uh, we started to create a video for it with uh, Scott Hansen and you know talking about the storyline I'm like I want to have something to symbolize. We we were trying to find something to uh symbolize uh, the unknown or that I discover something in the desert. So I'm like, I want to make something. So I was looking into it. And at the time I started playing around with the resin and I found mold. You know, it's, it's a pyramid mold. So I just 
point. Oh, wow. Resin into it and just, I, I made that pyramid you see in the videos. So that's how the pyramid started. <laughs> it's just me trying to make a prop for a video. And then we put some special effects in it and then it lights up in the video. So it actually, yeah. in real life, because I sell them as well. I put an LED light inside and uh, oh, really? it lights up. So. So you're like developing this your this whole other side business here, <laughs> pyramids, paintings, and what else? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it'll be I don't know what I'll think of next. But well, I do have resin coasters um, that I include uh, a, an artwork inside, and there's lyrics inside. So I don't know. I I I like all this type of artsy stuff. So who knows? Who knows what will be next? I guess that was good for you during the pandemic then. You had a lot of things to create. Yeah, I always like creating. So yeah, I've kept myself busy and I'm very grateful that people are interested. So thank you everybody for keeping me busy. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking here. There's a lot of different, a lot of interesting pieces. Cause I mean, some of them are more sci-fi. There's one here with kind of like the the face on the the mechanized person, almost even Android, almost feels kind of steampunkish yeah. in a way with the rose where the rose petal is falling down into her mouth mm -hmm. or into her lips. Um, and you have, you know, some of this stuff feels more steampunk and then some of it's a little more fantasy, some of it's nature-based. Mm -hmm. Then of course you have, you have the mermaid in outer space, which says I'm one with the stardust. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> artistically speaking, like who are your, are your big influences? Um, so, growing up, I've always, uh, I, I lived in Moscow till I was 11, and my mom always mm. took me to a lot of different museums. Um, I always loved this artist. His name is Ivazovsky, um, mm. and he painted a lot of ocean, a lot of, a lot of storms. And I don't know why I've always been attracted to storms in the ocean, even though it's terrifying, but I just find beauty in it. Uh, yeah, his paintings are very beautiful. Like you definitely feel something when you look at them, and that's what I always liked about art. When I want to, when I look at a painting, I I want it to make me feel something, just like with music. And um, of course, okay. I love you know Da Vinci, Monet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of, and these days there's so many really incredible artists. Also with digital art, it just um, limitless, um, you know, number of just beautiful art out there. And, um, like the artist that did our cover art, Alex Ruiz, his art is really beautiful. Also artist Dresden seven, he came up with a whole alien language for us and he's done also a lot of art. He, he is, his more is like metaphysical art. So yeah, it's just a lot of really cool stuff out there these days. So, so your stage, your last name, your stage, your stage last name, is that, was that inspired by the painter, Monet? Well, yeah, definitely. That's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's, what are one, of, what's one of your favorite pieces here out of all of these? <laughs> are there any, are there any one or two favorites that you really love out of all your paintings? Um, I, I always love, well, I think I like this one. I mean, it's hard to say at the time when you work on it, it kind of becomes your favorite, but I do like this one. Margarita is referring to her painted portrait of a female cyborg that has a steampunk aspect to it. Yeah. Because it just took me a lot to create all this detail. And there's a city in the background. So a lot went into this one. But this one for Believe, um, 
It kind of turned out.、Uh, She's referring to a painting of a woman、yeah. standing on a wharf,、yeah, pointing to a planet that's framed by a ring in the sky. I I didn't know what to create for that song.、It、took me a while to, and then it just kind of came together. So that was kind of cool.、Um, but yeah, I mean,、uh, you know, it's just like with a song. It's hard to say which one's your favorite because <laughs> a lot goes into them. Like when people ask you, "Who are your favorite kids out of your children?" But then it's a little different. Well, that, <laughs> that's I mean, easier to answer.、Okay. <laughs> I know because if you have like fifty paintings, it's like fifty kids. It's just impossible. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems like you definitely you're taken with the wonder of space. And I know you've spoken about the fact that you know, I think like me, you believe that there are other beings out there, but we're not necessarily. Into, I'm not necessarily into all the the. Like a lot of the Hollywood aliens, I'm not really sure that's the way it would play out. <laughs> yeah. And you seem to be like me that we think we acknowledge there's there's something out there we just don't know what it is. Hey, maybe they're already among us. You never know. Yeah, some people think <laughs> that、uh, they live in another dimension that we just can't see.、Um, I mean, who knows? I just think there's there's so much we don't know, even about dark matter. Um, they recently discovered a galaxy that doesn't have any dark matter, so、um, mm. it's just I think、um, the universe is infinite, and we can't even really grasp the idea of infinity like that. Yeah,、um, I think it would be kind of you know <laughs> like we're not the only ones. It would be very. Uh, we're not the center of the universe. I can't even imagine that we would. It would make me feel so scared, probably, if I would think that we are the only ones in the entire universe. It used to freak me out as a kid, actually, just the idea that where did this all start? You know,、mm -hmm. and you know, how did we end up here? And you know, you, when you start to think in those terms, it, I. It, it does make you think about life differently because I think maybe one of the problems that humanity is having right now, because obviously we have the conflict in Ukraine, and I know obviously you're, you're ha I think you're half Armenian. Ah、uh, yes,、yeah. well, actually I grew up in Moscow, but a lot of my cousins and a lot of my family is in Ukraine, so I have both in Russia and Ukraine. So we're kind of talking、yeah. to everybody and just hoping that they all stay safe because it's I like it's just so crazy what's what's happening. I stay out of politics. Yeah, in the, in the it's it's tough. I know because social media and everything、yeah. else, everyone has an opinion about your opinion.、Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but I mean, right now, you know, I feel I feel for the Ukrainian people, and it's it's interesting because I I wonder, you know, we're talking about you know your sense of sort of wonder of space and what's out there and all these other things, and you're a very creative person, and we I, I like to write. I try to do some fiction outside of just my regular、oh. writing and doing podcasting. So. I don't. You think that maybe having that sort of sense of wonder about the world and about other places kind of gives you a different perspective, rather than just being in the bubble that sometimes we are in、oh, as,、yeah. hum as human beings. Yeah, I don't know. I've always had the since I was very little. I remember always just thinking about asking questions that are not your normal, <laughs> like yeah, girl asking questions. So I've always maybe because also. I've moved a lot growing up. Like for example, I was born in Armenia, and when we moved、mm. to Moscow, I was three. And I know it's a very young age, but I still remember us moving at that age. And、uh, when we came to Moscow, there were tanks everywhere because, like, Soviet Union fell apart. There's something going on. So、yeah. I just remember always having that sort of outside point of view, kind of observing. 
and uh, just uh, growing up. Then when I was 11, we moved to Houston, to Texas. Yeah, yeah. So I've, yeah, and uh, it's just such different cultures. So I kind of even had to look at the world from more of a detached point of view and kind of looking at the universe. It sort of seems the same because I'm sort of detached from it, but I am in it. Um, and I just look at everything with a sense of wonder. Um, yeah, and everything interests me. So I want to know things. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I don't know if it makes any sense, but. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's good to have, I think it's curiosity. I mean, that's one of the things I've noticed a lot of times that often informs people's worldview and their politics is kind of how you view things and possibilities or what. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's strange, and I I mean you also having our do you have Armenian you still have relatives Armenian relatives in in, in Armenia because I know with the, the that's the other conflict with the Azerbaijanis which is actually not even making much of the news in America and I know Serge Tankian who I who I know has been tweeting about that a lot and posting a lot on Instagram. Yeah, basically from all the countries that have conflicts. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, but um, yes, so. I think for me, I learned from a very early age also that nothing is black and white. It's very hard to just pick a side also because there's no, in, in a conflict, there's no right or wrong side. And innocent people are always the ones answering for all everybody else's mistakes and conflicts. Yeah. It's always the innocent that suffer, basically. So um, it's just, uh, it's not a good thing. You know, and yeah. what's happening right now. Yeah, so, yeah, for me, I always try to, even when I want to educate myself on what's happening in the world, I always try to read both sides and understand both sides. And, of course, there's an aggressor. And, of course, I just stand for, <laughs> you know, the people that are basically the families, the innocent. Um, yeah. There's no need for the suffering of, people that just want to live a normal life and just, you know, do good, you know, good people. So. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, as I grow older, it's about governments more than about people. Yeah. And, uh, and it's interesting because in your lyrics, you, you deal with certain conflicts, but you have a very positive outlook. Yeah. In a lot of what you do, you have a very you're forward looking and you try to, you try to radiate sort of positive energy in a lot of those songs and your performances too. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, for myself as well, I do that because, <laughs> you know, people always ask me, do you believe out of all the lyrics? And I want to believe all of them. And um, when I write, like, for example, the song The Unknown, uh, I find strength in the unknown. That song was pretty much for myself to find strength in the unknown because I'm terrified of the unknown. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I try to approach every song with a positive outlook just to be a positive person myself and try to spread that and share that with other people because it, it's important because I think the world can be frightening. There's a lot of um cruelty in the world and time is just cruel and um, yeah. it's just a lot of sadness if you, whatever way you look at it so i try to f put put a positive spin on everything and find some um not enjoyment but even in something that's not as positive it's an experience so find something in every experience that you can take away and i try to live like that <laughs> it's not easy 
I was thinking as far as painters, uh, are there, are there any fam favorite paintings that you have? Things that you go back to that inspire you? Um, yeah, you know, I have always loved, um, painting the girl with a pearl earring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, of course, the famous Da Vinci paintings. It's funny because I saw the Mona Lisa when I was in France and I was really shocked by how, everybody is shocked by how small it is, but it's a large <laughs> yes. room. Um, and I did the trick where, you know, they tell you if you go to any corner of the room, this, the eyes sort of follow you. And it's very true. It's, um, there is something sort of magical, I guess, about that painting. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, when you create something, you sort of infuse it with something maybe that we can, some energy. And yeah. uh, that energy stays and uh, you really feel it. So that's what that's always what I've wanted to do with our songs and our art is just to infuse it with, you know, an energy that can be passed on and can be timeless. That's cool. I mean, speaking of, of the size, how, uh, how big are your actual paintings? They vary in size. How big are they generally the canvases? Yes, uh, they vary. The biggest ones, I think it's 24 by 36. So okay, two by three feet. Yeah. I mean, some of them are pretty big, but I haven't, and it'll be awesome to make like a giant one. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it one day. A triptych. Yeah. A big sci-fi triptych. Yeah. I went with my mom to Spain about six and a half years ago. I went to the Prado and we went to the... Um, Reina Sofia Museum, and we saw Guernica, another famous oh. Picasso painting, and yeah. and of course then there was uh, Hieronymus Bosch with the Garden of Earthly Delights, that oh. triptych, which is really freaky. Mm -hmm. I love stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, every time I've gone to Europe on junk, it's either for Disney or metal bands, which is an interesting contrast. I've managed to, I, I always try to seek out art museums and places that have interesting work, because mm -hmm. um, there's so much to see, and it's amazing. I mean, I'm a big fan of Dali. Oh, yeah. You know? And Magritte and like Dolly, there's like there was a Dolly Museum in Florida. There's obviously the Dolly Museum in his hometown in Figueres in, in Spain. Um, and then there was there was one museum in, near the 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 London Eye, the, the the Ferris wheel in London. I think that's closed now. I found a sketch museum of it like in Prague. <laughs> like there's Dolly work everywhere. Magritte. I don't know the surreal. I really love the surrealist stuff. Oh uh, yeah, that's cool. Somebody had sent me like an image of you know the persistence of time with the melting watch. I'm like, yep, that's how I feel about time right now. Yeah. I don't know what it what, when when it is. It's just like it's all melded together. Has has the pandemic actually changed your art? Have you found yourself painting or thinking about things differently in the last couple of years? Um, I, probably. Uh, it's hard to exactly pinpoint what it is. I know, like the we made the whole album in twenty twenty. Um. So. And uh, it was during the lockdown where everything was closed, but we were able to go to the recording studio. And it was right at that time when, you know, shelves um, at the stores were empty and nobody uh, yeah. knew <laughs> anything was going on. So, yeah. yeah, some of it inspired some of the ideas. But I think it made me go into the direction of what our future might look like if we do have something like that happen even on a bigger scale, even if it's something like, 
AI taking over. Like uh, one of the songs, You Touch, You Die, is actually about artificial intelligence becoming as prominent and taking over humanity because we didn't really see it coming. So, uh, yeah. Yes, I know. Skynet is coming. Yeah. (laughs) It is is a weird time. I'm not sure how I feel about the metaverse. I know some people are excited about it. I... You know, definitely with your painting, there's an organic quality to it. Obviously, you're doing it. It's not – there doesn't seem to be any digital thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's just literally paint on canvas. Um, like, I'm a big comic book fan. A lot of comic books now are, mo- are done digitally. I mean, a lot of people are drawing mm-hmm. things, but they're doing it, you know, on a tablet. It's different than what it used to be. Yeah. Um, which is fine, but it's nice. It's, it's good to have that connection to to what you're doing. Yeah, I always loved that physical connection. And also, what if we have an EMP strike? You want to have something? <laughs> This is what you think about now in terms of yeah. art. I'll still be able to paint. They can't get me. And somebody um, will still have my art. <laughs> exactly. Well, you also let's see now. There's a there's a little there's like an art book. So you have a lyric and art book. Yeah. So do you do this? Is this is this just one edition or do you do it for each album? Um, well, for this album, I'm gonna make a brand new one because I did do a lot of the art for each song. So I'm gonna put that with the lyrics. That book was mostly uh, the universe album, but it had a lot of other art because I didn't make art specifically for the universe album, so it's a little bit different uh, book. But yeah, um, yeah, it has a lot of. I don't remember. I put it out a few years ago, but I think some of it also has basically uh, me telling people how I got inspired for the artwork, but it does have a lot of lyrics of the Universe album. So now as far as your painting, is there any kind of piece that you'd like to create, something you'd like to do that's different or? um... Um, Yeah, you know, lately I've been, uh, the art has been a little more, I guess, three-dimensional, I would say. I've been incorporating a lot of, like glass or mirrors or it's just becoming not just paint so i don't want to say it's becoming more abstract but it's just i want it to be more multi-dimensional so it depends from which angle you look at um that it sort of morphs a little bit so i still have like you touch you die is a song that i haven't made a painting for i think with that i can play around with a lot more um material Mm. (laughs) to go into the painting more technology maybe incorporate some uh motherboards maybe make it out of that i don't know we'll see uh are there any are are there any themes that you actually find yourself coming back to do you look a lot of your work and you see a lot of certain themes that are playing over and over again in your paintings um i think lately it's just i've been sticking to the themes of the album uh but I really want to explore, like, for example, make a painting of what a human mind might look like in a painting. <laughs> hmm. So um, I'm really interested in the the idea that I'm a believer that human mind is limitless. And we sort of have this outlook that we are very limited. You know, so I want to kind of not that we're limited, but I want to push the boundaries of what we consider our mind is these days. And 
I don't know if it's making it's hard to put it into words because I've never really verbalized this idea before. Well, it's abstract. I mean, that's but that's part of what art is, isn't it? Like I, I come up with, a, you know, I, I write down a lot of my dreams because I have these just really vivid dreams. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'm trying to figure it out and I'll just record it into my, my phone before I forget what it was. I'll just speak whatever was going on or happening. And sometimes there's ideas and you can't express them that easily and you just have to find it. And it's, that's kind of the tricky part, I think, because when you deal with like people making movies or making albums, you know, they... They're going to try to express something to somebody who's more of a business person who's not going to quite get what they're going for unless that person really is in tune with what they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If that makes any sense. And speaking of dreams, I also have – my dreams are very vivid. Um, they're kind of like action movies. <laughs> so I had uh, – actually, some of, some of the paintings and songs were inspired by this dream that I had that I'm on this other planet and everything is red. And I'm like on top of this giant building and it just kind of, the sky is all red and it's all very volatile, but it feels very peaceful, but it's still kind of terrifying all at once. And uh, it's just, uh, I still sort of see the world of this dream. Nothing really happened in it. There was not like a storyline. It's just the feeling and the scenery it just really made an impact on me. I don't know where that dream came from, but. <laughs> it was kind of... but that's the, sometimes you find out later on there's certain things else like this happened to me the day before and there's some it, some symbolism is very apparent and other things it's just and you go through phases with your dreams like I used to have all these dreams certain dreams about flying and then it was these crazy elevator dreams where you're like you know flying through the air or crashing into the ground or certain things and like you go through these periods you know what I mean like whatever's happening in your life seems to be reflected in recurring ideas or symbols yeah I had this reoccurring dream quite a few times uh, not lately it was more or maybe maybe I was like uh, worrying about something I don't know but I had this dream where I was running on the street and there were houses and I'm trying to get to my house but okay whatever I run it's like the world is turning backwards so I'm not moving at all and I can't get to my destination because everything keeps moving the other way of where I'm running so it's, oh, wow. it's fear that things are just going to run away from me or fall apart, that I'm just never going to find my way back. <laughs> it was really... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's... Yeah, you know, that... But that I've had... I, I mean, don't you ever notice when you're really stressed out, that's when your dreams get really interesting? Yeah. When you're kind of happy-go-lucky and things are good, you're like, yeah. But when you get... When you're going through a really weird period in your life, then everything gets kind of creepy or strange and you're going like, what? What was that all about? Yeah, I want to watch a creep. That's why I don't really watch a lot of creepy movies. If I... <laughs> I've never seen The Exorcist because I know if I watch The Exorcist, I'm never sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. It was really fun speaking with you. I hope we come to your part of the woods very soon. We need to get back up there. Please join me for the next episode of Side Jams, which will feature singer and rapper Matis Yahoo. The Side Jams theme is Rookie of the Year by Bobo Renthley, licensed through Soundstripe.